Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Hold from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Victoria Jones, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's episode features an interview with the Mortgage Bankers Association Senior Vice President and Chief Economist Mike Fratantoni, where he reviews the latest jobs report from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics and discusses how labor and supply constraints in the construction sector are impacting home buyers. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. At Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, we know your vision of success is unique to you. That's why your goals and our culture of support go hand in hand. We give you the tools and support you need to thrive and live your best life. Come home to Atlantic Bay. Visit JoinAtlanticBay.com to explore what's possible. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, NMLS number 72043, is an equal opportunity employer. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I'm joined by the Mortgage Bankers Association Senior Vice President and Chief Economist, Mike Frattantoni. Listeners, today, Mike will be speaking to us about the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics report on employment conditions in May. Mike, thanks for joining us again on Housing Wire Daily. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's get started by discussing the nation's unemployment rate. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, total non-farm payroll employment rose by 559,000 in May, and the unemployment rate dropped to 5.8%. So, Mike, taking a look closer look at this data, what does the nation's unemployment rate indicate about the job market at this time? Well, things are certainly getting better. You can see it all around you, businesses opening up, people willing to go out and go to restaurants, take trips, do things they haven't done for more than a year. And many businesses, honestly, at this point are struggling to hire. You see job openings, more than 9 million job openings right now across the entire economy, particularly in those sectors that are really racing to open as the pandemic hopefully is winding down. But as you mentioned, the unemployment rate at 5.8%, that's better uh, you know, we were well below 4% in February 2020 before this all started. We're holding to our forecast. We think we'll get to about 4.5% by the end of the year. So that means this, you know, more than 500,000 jobs gained in May, we think is going to continue and might even accelerate through the remainder of the year. Right, thanks for answering that. Well, while the Bureau indicates sectors like leisure and hospitality, which saw an increase of 292,000 jobs in May, experienced significant gains, jobs in the real estate sector like construction remained stagnant, coming in at 225,000 during the month. And this rate sits lower than its rate in February 2020, highlighting a slowdown in the market. So as we know, supply constraints and home buyer demand have greatly impacted the housing market this year. But in your perspective, if the market remains stagnant, how will this impact demand? Yeah, great question. So yeah, so the total construction job number dropped a bit. We saw a slight increase in terms of residential construction, so home building, and a decrease on non-residential. So office building construction, you know, other non-residential uses, and even things like heavy construction, like streets and, uh, you know, bridge building. We're waiting for that infrastructure bill, which would impact that side of the economy. But on the home building side, I think you got it exactly right. This is really reflecting the supply constraints that builders are facing, you know, lumber prices are still unbelievably high 
you know, more than double what they were last year. And in many cases, builders even having difficulty getting access to the materials they need. You continue to hear about them not being able to find appliances to put in new homes. And if it's just an increase in cost, that price will be higher for the uh, home buyer, but the home sales will continue. If it's an availability issue, they may not be able to sell those homes. And we're actually seeing in the housing starts numbers, builders backing off a bit, uh, again, because they, they're not able to access the materials they need. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we're now halfway through 2021 and more Americans are returning to work, therefore increasing wages and stimulating their local economies. In your point of view, as more workers enter the job sector, is the economy behaving as economists previously anticipated? I would say, if anything, it's stronger. So, you know, we're going to see double digit GDP growth in the middle of this year, something we haven't seen for more than a decade. And reflecting, as you said, consumers getting back into the mix, you know, going out to movies, going out to, to restaurants. They've had more than a year stuck at home, limited to what they could get delivered by Amazon, right? And now they're going out and experiencing things again. And, you know, the impact on the economic data is just going to be profound. And to the way we started, the, the question right now is, you know, why aren't employers able to hire even more than that 500,000 plus we saw in May. And some of it seems to be uh, real, you know, hesitation on the part of many potential uh, employees to, to get back to the job site, right? And so we're seeing the labor force participation rate still percentage points below what we saw pre-pandemic. Okay, well, despite how poorly the housing sector did in the latest jobs report, do you consider May's jobs gains to be a bright spot in the financial health of the American economy? It's certainly strong, right? So we've averaged 541,000 job gains over the past three months. And we think it's going to accelerate from here. Some of that may get pushed along as enhanced unemployment insurance benefits end. You know, just in data came out this morning. Uh, initial claims for unemployment insurance were down substantially, continuing claims down. So all these other signals indicating a very strong job market, that just feeds through to a stronger demand for homes. So we do think the housing market is going to reflect this positive news in the job market. And again, we likely are going to get stronger from here. Okay. Well, before we go, Mike, is there anything else that you'd like to add today or anything else you think our listeners should know at this time? Well, certainly the big economic news today is that inflation report. So consumer price index up 5% year on year. And if you look at the core uh, inflation up 3.8%. Uh, we talked about supply constraints in terms of building materials, but I think more and more consumers are going to be seeing price increases on just about everything they're looking at. And um, longer term, that is going to mean higher rates. And everybody knows what that means for our industry less refinance, but do expect the purchase market is going to be strong. All right. We'll definitely keep an eye out on that. We want to say thank you again for your time today, Mike. We appreciate it. And thanks for joining us on Housing Wire Daily. Thanks, Victoria. Absolutely.
Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow. Tomorrow.